Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my bookcast. Personally, my season of spring sports has started, and I was thinking to myself, there are so many sports going on right now. There's swim, Formula One, lacrosse, track, and obviously there are sports that go year-round, like tennis and soccer. But I feel like there aren't many books talking about that for people who are really interested in both sports and YA fantasy contemporary novels. There just isn't a lot of intersection. So I was thinking of an episode that was kind of geared towards student athletes, but I also didn't want to lose the quote nerdy sides of book recommendations as well. So I thought I would create a meld of the two and find books that are sporty but also books that are very nerdy or academic and make an episode talking about both of those subgenres and give some recommendations to people who are looking for one or the other or both. So without further ado, please enjoy. Obviously, I think it's easier to find books geared towards the more academia audience, so I do have more of those. And I'm just going to start off with one, and that is Legendborn by Tracy Dion. I've talked about this book before. It's a mixture of King Arthur mythology, but also contemporary magic and college life, I suppose, because we follow Brie. And after her mother dies in an accident, she moves to UNC Chapel Hill. And she discovers that there is this League of Secret Societies, or I think they're called like Knights of the Round Table, and that's where the Arthur mythology comes in. And there's monsters on campus, there's this whole other world, this whole other lore that is going on simultaneously with her academic life. So for people who are looking for that academic high brain power book this is definitely it it's like five six hundred pages it has so much history both from king arthur but also from Bree's own family history being black in the 17 18 1900s and there's also the fantastical aspect which is the monsters which are mostly connected to king arthur and meanwhile she is attending college so obviously there's a lot of academia involved and for people who are you know very academic in life or are looking for books to relate to that or if you're not and you're just looking for some very studious reads I highly recommend it was probably one of my top books of like I want to say 2021 second book is also amazing we're crossing our fingers for the third book but all in all highly recommend straight out of the gate then switching gears we have Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I've talked about this book numerous times. It is the classic comeback underdog tennis tale. And it's sort of set in like our society. I mean, it has like Wimbledon and the US Open and all the Grand Slams, but the people that exist in the book do not exist in real life. And it follows Carrie Soto, who I think had the record for the most grand slams in this alternate yet similar universe and she goes into retirement and this new girl comes along and is 
so close to beating her record that Carrie comes out of retirement to attempt to win one more Grand Slam and uphold her legacy. So as someone who has never read about tennis before in their life or never even watched it, I was kind of wary about reading this book because I wasn't sure if I was going to understand the terminology or just the game in general. But Jenkins Reid does such a good job of introducing the sport and making sure the reader understands what's going on, along with telling the story and having beautiful writing and great dialogue. I mean, I've talked about this book, like I said, so many times. It's just a masterpiece. And it's also one of the reasons that I got into tennis. I was never into tennis before this, and then I read this book, and I watched Wimbledon, and then I was hooked. So now I'm a huge tennis fan, and I reread this, I think, a few months ago after I'd been consistently keeping up with tennis, and it is pretty accurate. It is, like, very accurate in terms of how the game works and... I mean, I wouldn't know much about the strategy of playing tennis, but it seems pretty accurate how the tour works and the grand slams and everything that goes into it. So would highly, highly recommend. I mean, it's shelved as historical fiction, which I guess it's, you know, in the late 1980s or 90s and 2000s. But I would really recommend it to people who are maybe into tennis, not into tennis or just more sports athletic oriented and are looking to see that in a book because I think this is probably my best recommendation for that genre out there. Then back to academia, probably the most iconic recommendation on here for this conceptual genre is Babel by R.F. Kuang. Everything about this book screams academia. It is a historical fantasy about colonial resistance, linguistics, Oxford, translation, the academia life. It follows a bunch of students at Oxford during the 1800s. It's all about linguistics, really, and language between different countries. And it's just such a fascinating read. Like, there's so much history that honestly wouldn't even pertain to the topic, really. Like, there's so much about Mary Wollstonecraft and... Equiano, who's this guy I learned about in freshman, sophomore year, at first glance, it's not very connected to the idea of like linguistics and foreign affairs necessarily, but R.F. Kuang just weaves the references in so seamlessly that you're just learning so much history about linguistics and also not about linguistics necessarily at the same time. My brain was bulging out of my head after I read this it follows students in Oxford so that's pretty self-explanatory in terms of how this book is already set up and it follows his life in this big academic institution studying there but also fighting against some of the rhetoric and it's historical it's fantastical it's honestly such a great combination of things and it's hefty too, so this will this will take you a while to read. I think it's like 600 pages, but it is thick and it is dense. And if you really want to absorb all of the references and learn as much as you can from this book, you're going to take a long time reading it. But after you do, you will just feel so much more historically inclined. I'm sort of not really switching gears. This is a good medium between, I think 
sports and academia, more so leaning towards academia, but that is just music, so people who are interested in books more shifted towards music. And I got another Taylor Jenkins read book for you because she does it all, and that is Daisy Jones and the Six. It's so Fleetwood Mac-esque, so if you're into that type of music and you're into that era, I suppose, it's like in the late 60s, 70s, so we follow the Six, which is this band led by lead singer Billy Dunn, and he recruits Daisy to join this band and they just blow up, so it's their story to fame and they're also, and also the story of their decline, because you basically hear all about the band the backstory of the band and what was going on behind the scenes throughout their rise and their fall and it's told through this interview format which is sort of a tease at the plot twist ish the plot twist ish at the end so it's all just a beautiful culmination of different perspectives experiences recountings of what happened that night or that concert that they held and it's drama packed obviously they made it into a prime tv show so you know it's good and it talks so much about like the music scene and performance art and hosting concerts having a band building a band making music and there are even i think lyrics of their main song at the end of the book and obviously if you want to hear the music you can just watch the tv show so a very very good read for people who are interested in that and it's short and sweet short ish i think it's around four 300 400 pages but because it's in that interview format it just goes by so quick and the character building and writing is just so easy to follow and it's so well done this next one i read fairly fairly recently and it's been kind of popular on social media i just hadn't realized it until recently and then i happened to have a copy of it so i was like great let me read it and that is divine rivals by rebecca ross and it is a duology and the second book is already out it follows two rival journalists in this fantasy world where i think there are like two greater deities or like gods at war and the two journalists are sent to kind of cover this war that is going on and it follows iris who was initially this journalist at a very prestigious newspaper, but then she quit to cover the front lines. And she has this typewriter where she's found out it's sort of magical and she can communicate with this other person who has a linked typewriter. What she doesn't know is that she is sending letters to her rival co-worker who still works at that newspaper. So she's covering the front lines, writing to this person, and then and then her rival co-worker, Roman, realizes it is her and decides to quit his job also at that newspaper and go to the front lines to be with her. So he knows who she is. He knows who he is writing to. She does not know who he is. And so it's following their relationship, following how they are covering the war that is occurring, and... It's enemies to lovers, it's fantasy, it talks about journalism, it's a pretty big aspect. And it's very, very fast-paced, and it's pretty short too, it's like 300-400 pages, but it goes by quick, kind of like Daisy Jones. So, I mean, Babel, you had linguistics, you had foreign affairs, 
Legendborn, you had mythology, lore, and Divine Rivals, you have journalism. This next one is a little bit tricky, and I'm trying to make a stretch out of it, but that is Heartstopper, the comic series, and also Netflix TV show by Alice Oseman. And the reason it's a stretch is because it's not a f- wholly focused on academia or sports. I feel like I would have to include a book with even just the slightest bit of rugby. And obviously, Heartstopper, that's a perfect ex- example of that. But it's popular for a reason. I mean, it's rated 4.48 on Goodreads, which is pretty darn high for any book I've ever seen. So that can speak for itself. But it follows Nick and Charlie and they're at this school. Nick is really into rugby. He's the athletic type and Charlie is not so much. And they meet and they fall in love. And because it's comic, it goes by so quick. And there's four volumes. I think she's on her way to publishing the fifth volume. If not, it's probably already out. But I mean, for rugby, this is the best you're going to get, I think. And even if you're not into rugby, this book is just so good. Maybe this is just an excuse to recommend it. I don't know. Either way, if you're like, hmm, what is rugby? You should read Heartstopper. The next one, I guess, is more academia, but not really. I mean, it's called Book Lovers by Emily Henry, so there you go. But the aspect of book loving is very little in this novel. It follows Nora, and she's made it you know, pretty successful as a cutthroat literary agent, I suppose. And she goes to this, I read this a long time ago. She goes to this small town in North Carolina for a little getaway in the summer. And she runs in to Charlie, who is this editor from back in the city where she worked. And she doesn't like him. Like every experience they've ever had working together was just horrible obviously book lovers you can guess it's a romance so you know what's going to happen between charlie and nora but there are aspects of their job interwoven in this so i think i had to include it plus the title obviously is just lovely book lovers and the romance is so cute and there are aspects of like books and academia in their romance because that is both of their jobs and they kind of bond over the books and do they run into each other at a bookshop or is that Emily Henry's other book? I think that's Emily Henry's other book. Yeah, let me just say that the book aspect is somewhat prominent in this. So I had to recommend it because it does have that facet, but it's also a romance and it's a less focused on that versus Divine Rivals or Babel. And then we have the last Taylor Jenkins read book on this list that makes it three, is Malibu Rising. This also isn't solely focused on the sports aspect. It's following a family of surfers, but it's really just about the life of the elite in Malibu in the 1980s. And honestly, it's very Gatsby-esque, but just more modern because they have these giant parties and they go and have fun and they surf and they live on the beach and it's like the prime life, right? But it's not because there's dilemmas and there's conflict and there's tension. And 
the thing that Taylor Jenkins Reid does best is the fact that her books really don't have a set plot. It's like things happen at this pace that just makes sense for the book. It's like life in a book. Like there isn't a set plan to how Malibu Rising pans out. It's just life happening and you're reading about it and it's so interesting and it all makes sense. And it has, you know, the backstory of Nina's parents and then that's the main character and then Nina's life and, you know, them living in Malibu, surfing, owning this restaurant and the giant party that they host that will end in flames i think quite literally if i remember correctly so great story i think if you like great gatsby and you're also like into sports or you're into like ocean reads beach reads surfing this is a really good fit it's also very fast paced so you can read about the beach while at the beach and yeah i honestly would really recommend for the summer if you're just trying to get a quick read in but you don't want to start reading about arthur and the round table knights you know it's something more toned down and more easy fluffy chill our last academic book is the atlas six by olivier blake i've also talked about this i think numerous times alexandria library magical fellow students books magic pretentious people, secret societies, archives, lots of things to unpack here. Um, Even the writing itself, Olivier Blake, she is known for that obnoxious, pretentious academic writing. And the Atlas Six follows a bunch of, I think like college-ish students. I know, I think it started with the main character graduating from NYU or something. And then she gets sucked into this Alexandrian society and obviously we know about the library of alexandria so you know it's gonna have books and weird magic fantasy stuff but it's also a mystery and it's very wonky there's there's talk of like different realms and like wormholes and physics so it's really an amalgamation of different topics and also because we follow a vast amount of different perspectives in each chapter so you'll have characters who are more focused on like medicinal study and others who are focused on ethics and philosophy i think and then others who really do focus on humanities and hardcore language studies so this book is a lot to unpack it is short i mean is it short it's like 500 pages it says here 500 to 600 pages but i think it's a little smaller than that but it is dense just like babble And the writing itself will make you feel like you are one of the fellows at this library of Alexandria. Because boy, was it hard to get through. But I think it's also like Babel in the sense that if you read it and when you read it, you will just feel so like smart and in the zone academically. And then I also have an honorable mention, which is Throttled by Lauren Asher. It's Formula One, but it's also a romance, so it's not... The Formula One is like pretty bad in it, but if you're really desperate for Formula One book recommendations, then I guess read it. But it's, I wouldn't really recommend if you get what I mean. Like, it wasn't the best book, and the Formula One quote representation wasn't that great. But hey, I'm putting it out there in case anyone is interested. But I digress. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found something that you are interested in reading, whether it is 
acclimated towards your interests of academia or sports, athletics, whatever. Or if you're like, I'm not really into that, but that book sounded really good and I'm going to give it a shot. Either way, hope it works out and I will see you next time. Love your favorite bookworm.